1: It's always great to to be in the house of the Lord, and always great to be somewhere different. Uh, I love speaking in churches. I don't do it very, very often, but I do speak enough to um, to get outside of Beeville and and see what God's doing in other churches. But I want to start off just by saying, man, I've been blessed this morning. It's it's very um, it's just a blessing to to be in a church, and I know that every church has just different things that you're going through, but it's been a blessing to hear what God's doing in the the lives of these teenagers. I know God's going to do some great things this week in the lives of the children. But I can see, and and, and mainly I can hear. Sitting on the front pew, I'm not hearing, and I'm not seeing, I'm not looking around and seeing. I can hear the love, and I can hear the fellowship. And that's not something you see every day in churches anymore. Uh, My dad's a pastor. I grew up as a... Preacher's kids, so I got to see a lot of stuff, you know, mostly great things, but um, that's something that I've noticed over the years of, of growing up and being in the roles that I've been in and different places that I've been, and just knowing that that God is still there. He is always there, and He's reminding me all the time what He's up to, and just, so it's great to see what God's doing So. So i want to continue to pray for you. I pray for y'all this morning as I was driving, talking about prayer and, I, and I'm even going to talk about prayer this morning a little bit you know I was praying as I was driving uh, I do that a lot that's my that's my alone time sometimes when I can just get away and and uh think about things and really pray about what God's doing in my life and how he he's using me so again, I just want to thank you for this opportunity and and um you know i I don't like I already said, I don't preach a lot. I do preach some. So you may leave today thinking, why did he even come? <laughs> he, he needs to stick to his day job, so to speak. So, but I do want to But I, I, I so I'm gonna preface that by saying I'm going to share what God's put on my heart. And um, he'll, he'll take that and, and do what he wishes to do and, and speak to the lives that he needs to speak to. But I know, that again, like I said, I've already been blessed this morning, so I'm, I'm full. I'm good, and, and I pray this morning as, as the words that I'll share through him um, that they'll speak to you as well. But I do want to give you a quick update about Stitch Ministries. Just to, I know that y'all have been involved with us in various ways in, in the past and even currently, and I just want to say thank you for your support of Stitch Ministries and what you do for the children and families that we are privileged to serve each and every day. Uh, I've been with Stitch Ministries for nine years now and uh, love what God has called me to do and uh, love being able to meet a lot of great people. And it's because of people like you and churches like this that we're able to do what we do uh, through all kinds of support. Not just financial support, but through praying, through coming to our campuses, through just being a part of what we're doing. We have an international program in the Dominican Republic and Costa Rica, Peru, and we're looking at El Salvador, just how we can partner with churches and even take churches down on mission trips uh, to those different areas to to minister to children and families in that way. Um, But I wanna just also say that if you haven't heard, if you're on our mailing list, you probably have read it, uh, but we are now, have a second Homes for Families campus in Yocum, and that's not very far away from here, I believe. Uh, Blue Bonnet Youth Ranch and Stitch Ministries has partnered together, so we now have a campus there, uh, serving single moms and their children. So that's an additional thing that we've just uh, started doing, starting last July. So that's a very new ministry for us in that location. Uh, so I ask that you pray for us there. And uh, but we're but Stitch Ministries is doing well. We are we have weathered the storm like all of us have in some ways with the with the COVID pandemic and. Uh, God used us in a mighty way during that time, and we all came out of that um, as well as we could. And I know that that's a a personal story for everyone of how COVID has impacted each of us individually, but but Stitch Ministries is doing well, and we thank you, thank you, thank you for what you do for us, and we pray that you'll continue to partner with us in the days to come. So if you have any questions for me after the service, I'll be glad to answer anything about Stitch Ministries and be glad to talk with you further. Today I want to talk to you about some things that, again, like I said, that are on my heart. And I'm going to kind of jump around with some different scripture this morning. Um, so I invite you to follow along if you'd like to. Um, but one thing that I uh, have been dealing with personally and even just as I speak to different churches and as I talk to different people... And I, and I really think that a lot of this stuff you're already doing a great job of. And, I, and so this is not going to be an in-depth, you know, theological uh, sermon, uh, exegetical, p- picking things apart and really looking at what God's doing. There, there are things that I think that are just great encouragers for us to be reminded about what we are to do as the church, uh, especially during the time that we live in as i just mentioned covid took a toll on everybody in some form or fashion whether that be personally or you know someone that was affected by that and then just the things that have happened in our country and even the things that are currently going on if you you watch the news in any way you'll know that there's some some crazy things that are going on and really that's every day it's not really just something that's new that's happening in our world but but we are we are to be a church that is united and fellowshipping together, and coming together to help each other uh, during these times. So I just want to go through a few things this morning that I think the church can do during a time like this. And again, you may think, man, we're already doing that, and if you are, that's great. But this is also a personal thing, because each of us is the church. It's not just this building. It's not just this campus. It's everybody in this room, and even those that can't be here this morning for various reasons, You are the church, and we are to be united in what we do. So the first thing I want to talk about this morning is actually my favorite verse, what I call my life verse, and that's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And the one thing that we can do this morning is we have to trust God. We have to trust God in all things that he has asked us to do. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. I hope you have a life verse. I hope, I hope that you have a verse that you can say, hey, that's what I cling to every day. That's what I pray every day. That's what I think about in times of, of, um, of turmoil or, or, or sometimes of, of confusion in our life, that we can go back to something and say, God, speak to me through this. And this is a verse that I think that, that talks about so many different things, that if we don't trust, if we lean on our own understanding, then confusion will consume us. And personally, there are things that I deal with uh, even now. There's some things that I was praying about this morning driving up here that it's hard to trust. It's hard to not to intervene yourself and say, God, I got this. Don't worry about it, God. I've, I know what's best. I've talked to my wife. I've, you know, My kids are doing well, and things are the way I think they should be, but he continually reminds me. No, Kyle, you are to trust me and what I want you to do with your life and what I want you to do in this particular situation. So it's a constant conversation that we have with God to have that relationship. And as you have a relationship with him, the trust comes naturally. You're going to trust someone that you talk to. You're going to trust someone that you you know the truth that they're teaching you and all the things that they do. That's one thing that... uh, that I ask myself every day is do I trust you God do I trust you and every day I say yes I do it's a constant conversation that I have with him we need to examine each and every day what our trust is and who we're trusting in because people will be will disappoint you people will disappoint you and while God is Sometimes hard to understand. We don't always understand the direction that he's having us go. But we know that he does not lead us into the wrong direction. And I'll give you a personal example. When I moved to Texas, I'm I'm from Georgia, if you haven't figured out, my accent may give me away a little bit. But I'm from Georgia. I lived in Florida nine years ago. And I was happy. I was doing what I thought God had me doing. I was working for Florida Baptist Children's Home there. And um, I got a phone call 15 hours away. Hey, I'd like for you to look at what we're doing here in Texas, and I'd like for you to possibly think about coming to join our staff, Aaron Green. He's our president and CEO. He actually was in Florida as well, and he moved over here to be the president and CEO, and that's, that's the connection of how I got that phone call. But I was thinking, why would I want to move away from everything that I know? My family lives in Georgia. My wife's family lives in Florida. We live an hour and a half away from each of them. I have a lot of family. My dad's the oldest of eight. My mom's the youngest of six. And all the cousins are all within an hour and a half drive, give or take. So I kind of had it where I wanted it. But God said, no, I'm going to have you move 15 hours away, and I'm going to get you out of your comfort zone. I'm going to put you in a town where the only person I know is the president and CEO and his wife, and I'm going to stretch you beyond you being stretched before. So you have to trust God, and I know nine years later that that's what God had me to do, and that is where I'm at today, and as of yet, he's not told me to do anything else except for what I'm doing. So it takes a lot to trust. It takes a lot to trust each other. And we all know that if that trust is broken, it's hard to build back. But guess what? God doesn't break that trust. He delivers each and every time. So I want you to remember that verse of Scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It was already talked about this morning, uh, and, I, and I love the idea of the bracelets. It, it's a, a wonderful thing. But another thing that we can do during a time that we live in to encourage one another, and that is to pray goes back to that relationship, goes back to that trust. If we truly trust and truly have that relationship, we're going to want to have that conversation each and every day to pray and to talk and to find guidance in what we do. So Ephesians 6, 18 says, With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Praying is the, almost the most simple thing we can do in our relationship. It doesn't cost you anything. It does take time. It takes the capacity to take the time to do it. But it doesn't mean that it's only one time a day. It doesn't mean that it has to be a certain atmosphere, it doesn't have to be, you know, in a certain room. It can be at any time. Obviously, there's times that we have to be disciplined, we have to get away and we have to make ourselves focused. On what God would have us to do in in, in that time. But praying is essential to life. It's essential to what God would have us to do. If we don't have that relationship with Christ, obviously praying doesn't really make sense. Except for maybe when something's not going the way you want it to and you're just praying to something. Or you're wanting somebody to help or someone to hear. But praying is the lifeline to giving us that daily assurance that God is present in our lives. It's just like you you know your brother, you know your sister, your mom, dad, a friend. It's someone you talk to, someone that you can pour your life into, and you get that response back. And obviously, through the word, that's how we get the truth that we know that he speaks through us. Is through re- reading his word each and every day. So I, I challenge you this morning to examine your prayer life. Like I said, it makes me just excited to know that it, it's being promoted here. I mean, praying is everything. Almost. I mean, praying, like I said, is just the simplest thing you can do that does not cost a lot of time nor a lot of anything except take the time to have that conversation and to ask God for direction, ask him for peace, ask him for forgiveness, because we all sin. Some people only pray when things are tough. They only ask God for help whenever they have exhausted all of their efforts, and they need, they need someone to swoop in, so to speak, and, um, and save the day. And that's what goes back to that trusting. If we truly trust God... And we're going to have that daily prayer time throughout the day to where we can ask God to guide and direct every step to where he will help us along the way. Another thing that the church can do, another thing that you can do, and it was even mentioned this morning as well, and this, these next two points are kind of blended in some ways, but we need to give. Not just financially, but we need to give of ourselves. Acts 20, 35 says, And everything I showed you, that by working hard in this manner, you must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus. And he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. How many times have you been given something and you've been blessed? Uh, And that, that, that can be many, many different examples. That could be someone baking a cake for you. It could be someone... Providing a meal during a tough time in your life—it could be someone, um, I don't know—I've heard of. There's, there's, it's endless, endless ideas. Someone mowing your grass, someone just giving you something that makes your day brighter. Or they've given, and you've received. But what, are, what are you doing for others? What are you doing for those that you see in your community? I'm convicted many, many times about giving. Now Obviously, what I do every day for Stitch Ministries, I'm that guy that people like to avoid, because I'm the guy that raises money for Stitch Ministries. So if they, if they see my phone call or, hear, or see that I want to visit with them, sometimes they're like, wait a minute, I know what he wants. And that's not true every day. I don't, it's not that type of work, but, but, but we each have something to give. We each have something of ourselves to give to what God is doing. Again, money is obviously essential. It gives us the resources that we need to be able to do what we need to do that costs money. But how, how much are we doing to give to others in giving of ourselves? So even the, this next point, Romans 12, 1 through 2, says, therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. We are to give of ourselves through serving, through serving. And I believe this morning, I, and I don't even know, I've not talked, to, I've just met Brother Kevin today for the first time. I knew what he looked like, I looked at your website, and he probably did the same this, so we don't, we don't know each other but I can tell just by being here and I may be completely wrong but I think God has given me this this nugget that this church is a serving church I, again I may be wrong but I can tell by the spirit that's here and just the chatter I tell you that, that to any pastor and I, and I bet I could say this and he would agree any pastor loves the fact that his church fellowships with one another Okay, because like I said, a lot of churches that I go, I actually spoke in a church last week, and I walk in, like, where do I sit, what do I do, who do I talk to, now they were were nice people, but there just wasn't that fellowship, there wasn't that daily talking, so I I can tell that y'all serve each other, and that's very important in the life of being a body of believers. But again, this is what I don't know other than I can tell by I read something, things on your bulletin board. I've seen some things. What are we doing in the community? What are we doing outside of this building? Because you're judged by being in this building by those on the outside. Every day when people drive by, they think, oh, there's that one example that they have in their mind of what they term and what they label someone that goes to church. Because of what they may have seen one person do. And they, it's a blanket label on all people that go to church. So what are we doing on the outside to make sure that people don't think that? People that they see Jesus in us. So that they can know that, hey, if I walk into those doors, I'm going to be accepted. I'm going to be a part of that body. So we have to make sure that we are giving to God. Not, yes on our finances I mean that's just the Bible's clear about that but I'm not here to talk about that I'm just here to talk about in general we are to give to God in all that we have we are all talented in some way whether that be in music whether that be in uh, leadership of some kind teaching it could be grounds work it could be certain things that you are gifted and talented in and the question is are you giving that to God because we all have to make a living. We all have to pay our bills. But how do you view your service each and every day? And I pray that it's through, how can I honor God through this? I don't have to put a label on my forehead to say, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm a servant. People should see that radiate out of you through all that you do. Whether that be through your words, that will be through your actions, And how do you act at a restaurant? How do you act at a baseball game or a basketball game? And that pierces me in the heart. I've got three boys. They all play in sports. I've never been kicked out of a basketball game, but I've come close, you know. So it's it's definitely a reminder for myself as well that what I do and what I don't do is noticeable. It's, it's, It's seen by everyone. And obviously, God sees everything. So ask yourself the question, what are you doing? What are you not doing? What are some things that you should be doing to honor and glorify God in all that you do? And, it, and one of the last, I've got two more points, but one of the last two points is something that I also see in this church this morning as well. And, and that is to be faithful. That's sometimes the hardest thing to do, is to be faithful. You're here this morning, and by golly, it's a full house. And you probably knew that I was coming, or, or, or somebody was coming. You may not have, I don't know, so I, I, don't, I don't think it's because of me. Um, but you came because this is the Lord's day that he's given us, to come and worship as the body of believers. And yeah, there are many other times that we do that. Of the week, other opportunities you can come together, but today is, is the day that God has given us to come together, to fellowship, to learn, to hear God's word, to even ministry to each other. I, I guarantee you, ministry has already happened this morning through the talking that's happened. Hey, how are you doing? How, how can I help you? What do you need this week? What you know? What happened last week? I challenge you that every one of these teenagers, y'all need to wrap around them. I've got three boys, and I tell you what, it's tough. It's tough to see them at school. My my wife's a teacher. She comes home and tells me some of the craziest things I've ever heard. Things have changed from when I was was in school, and I'm not as old as you may think I am, and I'm not as young as you think I may be either. But it hadn't been that long ago I was in high school. Been long enough things have changed. The devil is at work and just, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on. So I challenge you these kids need to be loved. They need to be shown God's love. They need to be shepherded through the process of what the Bible says of how to live your life. Because if we don't do it, somebody else certainly is. And, And they are. It's not a certain, it's not a will they is they are doing it every day not necessarily on purpose it's just the life that they people live and that's what our kids are seeing and a lot of it's at home home life is is where it all begins and that's where it needs to happen in our home life as a church of, of body of believers is to show our kids and our teenagers that god is love So Hebrews 10 25 says not forsaking our own assembling together as the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So we are to be together we are to assemble together we are to love God together we are to praise God together we are also to cry together we are also to go through trials and tribulations together. So being faithful to what God has called us to do and be faithful to be here to serve is what God has created us to be as believers. And the last thing, is, this is one of our core values at Stitch Ministries, and I, and, and I love all five of them, but this is the one that I love the most, but not necessarily more important, is that we are to give God the glory. And I've, and I've seen that today. God has been given the praise and all that he does for each one of us. So we are to know that he is the King of Kings, The Lord of Lords, he's the beginning, he's the end. And we can't get to heaven but through him and by knowing him. So I challenge you this morning to evaluate your life, to evaluate how you came in today and how you're going to leave today, to know am I being what God has asked me to do? Am, am, Am I that integral part of the church? I've been called as a a believer, and if you're a believer, yes, you have been called to serve. doesn't mean that you have to be getting paid in a vocational position just to be called. You are a believer, and you are called to serve. And some people don't get that. Some people think that's their job. That's his job. That's her job. No, it's our job. To honor and glorify God each and every day and to be able to go out into our community to tell others about Christ. So this morning, I I challenge you, if you have a decision to make or if you have someone that you need to talk to, to pray uh, with, I challenge you to do that this morning. I'm gonna ask Brother Kevin to come up and I wanna lead us in prayer. And again, I challenge you to think about what is your role here at First Baptist Stockdale? What is your role? And are you doing what God asked you to do? Are you trusting him? Are you talking to him? Are you giving of yourself? And are you being faithful for, to what he has called you to do? Let's pray together.
0: Thanks for listening to our weekly message podcast. At the end of every service, I offer an invitation to respond. And I'd like to invite you to respond today. If you'd like to make Jesus Christ your Lord, or if you'd like information about membership here at First Baptist Stockdale, then head on over to fbcstockdale.org respond your response will come directly to me and I'll follow up with you this week. God bless you and have a great week.